0: Shri La ki jai, Shri Man Mahaprabhu ki jai, Shri Jain. Hadinam Sankirtan ki jai, Gaur Bhaktavrinda ki jai, Gaur Prima'an Mahari. <coughs> so, Pranam to all, good afternoon, thanks for coming and my pleasure, my joy, my honor <laughs> to, to be with all of you. Thank you one more time for some days, but here we are, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so we'll be sharing some some thoughts these days uh, regarding, uh, mostly, by the inspiration invitation of Subal, so if you don't like the topic you can speak with him, no problem. Um, <clears throat> Baktuino takurs prayers. In, in Navadwibhava Taranga, about directed to Nrsimha Dev, Nrsimha Bhagavan, in the, in the pursuit of a praga bhakti. So we will share some ideas. Also, I know Pri also suggested something. For we have also one day for that. No problem. We are saving that for sure. So, in other words, we will try to. Share some ideas, some thoughts concerning to to the role of Nar- Narahari in, in our ragamark. Because yeah, Narahari is quite famous and quite invoked, uh, maybe for the wrong reasons on many occasions. <laughs> generally, those even figures of divinity that are the most popular, generally most popular means the most invoked for the wrong reasons generally. Mm-hmm. Eh? basically that has to do with the the choice of the masses (laughs) if someone is popular or famous probably it's because of being appreciated not for what they are really worthy of ultimately of appreciation So, Bhagavan is not an exception to that rule (laughs) so Nushima Bhagavan is quite popular amongst even Gaudiya Vaishnavs, but I will say in many cases for the wrong reasons let's say or not for the Best possible reasons, if you will, and he will be invoked by—I don't know—for protection. But the point is protection from from what? Because we can be protected from so many things. We can even use Nursim Hadeva as a how to say as a, <laughs> as a facilitator for our victim consciousness. <laughs> so he has to protect me from so many. Dangers and enemies that lie outside of myself. So, Mr. Maha can become the Istadev for, for victim consciousness, if you will. <laughs> but we are here trying to pursue Krishna consciousness, which is uh, the exact opposite of victim consciousness. So, we will also try to speak a little bit about that in these days. Uh, <clears throat> so, for us as Gaudiya Vaishnavas, as you know, Chaitanya Charitamrita Charitam Premaras and Ireas, Koritya Ashwadan, Raga Marga Bhakti Loki, Koritya Prachanan. So Mahaprabhu came mostly for Premaras and Ireas, Koritya Ashwadan, for relishing Premaras, mm. the ultimate possibilities of Premaras, mm. and also as a byproduct of that, Raga Marga Bhakti Loki, Koritya Prachanan. So our Guru Maharaj will say, Mahaprabhu is tasting Radhava to such a degree that that experience at one point starts to overflow him and create some tidal wave as a byproduct of his own relishing, and that's his preaching, basically. Preaching means, uh, as we always say, prachar includes the word achar. So achar means a particular type of personal behavior, and pra means... special type of. So, achar means conduct and pra-achar means a very special type of conduct, which generally is translated as preaching. (laughs) So, we get the, the gist of the notion of preaching means a special type of conduct. That's equal to preaching. So, that was Mahaprabhu about. He was having such a special type of behavior, if you will, that that created a tidal wave. As a byproduct. So that's Raga Marga Bhakti Loki, Kariti Pracharan. He engaged in Prachar, the verse says Pracharan, uh, of Raga Marga Bhakti Loki. Huh? So he distributed in the world this Raga Marga Bhakti. So, <clears throat> so what? How, how, how we make Nursim Hadev fit into that? So Bhakti Notaku will share a very interesting perspective of that. So we know, again, we, we try not to resort to Nursim in uh, in 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 Ganesh-like terms, as people in this world will say, oh, please, free me from all obstacles, I have this big business going on with millions of dollars I'm in between, please, I will make you this very nice puja, make everything successful, please, or, or whatever. No? The other day we were, I was in a car with some devotees, and it's okay, it's no problem, I won't mention their names, but... <laughs> And they started to sing the whole thought from before the driving so as we don't have any crash or something. And I say okay. I don't want to crash either but no. <laughs> but hopefully we are not just taking shelter in Nishimha Bhagavan not to be killed in the in a car accident or something, no? because there are so many other possible accidents that are going in our internal highway highways if you will. <laughs> and Nishimha Dev is there to free us from certain obstacles, as we will see. But the freeing of the obstacle is only like half of the equation. Because why do we want freedom from obstacles? W- what we will do with that freedom, if you will? When free people want freedom, free time. As we were speaking the other day, you know, sometimes we say, "Oh, when I have two, three hours extra in my day, ah, then I will be doing." But you, when you have that time, you don't know what to do. With your life, you know? <laughs> and you will end doing, up doing. Further nonsense than the one you were doing before. So, <laughs> so that extra engagement were protect, was protecting you in one sense. So the point is, we don't know what to do with our time. Of course, Krishna says in the Gita, Kalosh, me, I'm time. So if I don't know what to do with my time, it means I don't know what to do with Krishna in my life. <laughs> so it's important what we will do with Krishna in our life. He wants to be part of our lives. And we say we, we want that also, but when He comes and says, okay, I'm here willing to, and as our Gurmash will say, of course, that comes in very comfortable installments. Krishna knows how much we are willing to make him part of our agenda, if you will, or we are part, want to be part of our agenda. And still, the deity is not speaking to us no? because he, he she knows she, he, my pujar is not ready for me to start speaking yet. No? Because as Gurmash will say, I want this, I want that, bring me this, bring me that. Do you have more salt? And you have to be ready to reply like Sanatan Goswami did. Maybe we are not in that situation yet. <laughs> There's no salt. There's no ghee. You don't ask for anything. <laughs> and then you have a whole boat of salt appearing nearby. <laughs> Whatever. So the idea is, what's the role of Nursim Hadev in the Raga Marga, basically? We want to thread the Raga Marga. We will try to speak about also what... I mean, when speaking about Nursim Hadev and when speaking about the role of Nursim Hadev in the Raga Marga, we also will try to get a further glimpse of what's the Raga Marga all about, also. In the context of realizing Nursim Hadev's role in the Raga Marga, we, will, we have to also realize our own role in the Raga Marga. What's expected from us? What's the, the, real, the real entry point huh, into this Raga Marga? That we are threading on one level or another, but there are so many circles of fire we have to go through to really become full-fledged members of the Raga Marga. So we, we, it's such a great ideal that the last, the most unbecoming thing we will do is take such a high ideal in the cheapest possible way. We don't want that. No? So our chariots try to instruct us that you try to make the ideal. the the highest possible conception of the ideal that came to your life, not the cheapest possible way to do that. Because if you try to make the thing as cheapest as possible, in connection to the highest possible ideal, that's like a scandal for the sages, basically. In the world of the sages, that will be like, no, no, this this cannot be happening, this is not possible. I don't know if you are hearing me because of the cars or something. If not, you can get closer. I cannot get louder, so you can get closer. That that's the equation just in case. <clears throat> so so our <clears throat> Raga Mark, what what's, what what does it mean to engage a Raga Nugabhakti in, in a gist? Srila Rupa Goswami will say um Brajaloka Nushatara. As sorry. Brajalok anusharata anushar Brajalok anushar so Brajalok means the people from the Braj. and anushar is the opposite of anukar these is two important terms to begin with because there's so much anukar there's so much Brajalok anukar <laughs> so much imitation of Brajalok. anukar means kar means doing and anu means I follow what the other one is doing so I read about what the bradyalok are doing and I just do a copy-paste of their behavior. But that's Brajoloka Anukarata. rupa Goswami says Brajoloka Anusarata. So, Anukar means imitation, Anusar means, sar means essence. So, Anusar means to follow the essence of what those people represent. So, that's another thing. That may, that requires some introspection. <laughs> How can we follow the step, footsteps of the brajavasis without imitating them? So Nesrim Hadev will be there as a good filter for us to protect us from <laughs> imitation in the name of, of Raghavakti and, and warranty our following the footsteps. So, but to begin with, we could say, okay, we, we follow the footsteps of the brajavasis we will try. That will be part, essential part of our ideal. And the brajavasis are worshipping Nesrim Hadev. To begin with, because someone may say, what does Nishim Hadev has to do with Ragamark? Well, they are worshipping Nishim Hadev in the Golok, in these two divisions. They are worshipping Nishim Hadev in Golok Vrindavan, and they are worshipping Nishim Hadev in Golok Navadu. These two, as Guru will say, in the lotus of Golok Vrindavan, and in the lotus inside the lotus, called Golok Navadu. The lotus of Golok Vrindavan comes from other lotus, the same stem, but a lotus inside another lotus, <laughs> it's a Golok Navad. So in the Vrindavan Lila, in Golok Vrindavan, the Devi is worshipped at nandishwar Nanda Baba's house or palace, I should say. So she's the, the Ishtadev there, and she's daily worshipped. Madhu Mangal is doing the pujas, we know he's the, the pujari there. And, and of course, as Guru Mahesh will say, they are worshipping the Shri there is a form of bhakti, if you will, in the context of the lila there, in the full realm of ragatmika bhakti, And everyone is worshiping Hade, but their mind is, is in Krishna always, somewhere else with Krishna. So they were worshiping Nirshimhadeh with the idea, please protect, yes, so they will say, please protect our Lala. Every time Krishna is going for the Uttar uh, Goshta lila with the cows and, and the friends, she will call Krishna take and put different how do you say in English? Amulets. Like amulets, kavachas and do nyasa and touch different parts of the body of Krishna, recite mantras, and especially Nushing will be invoked at that moment. No? So Krishna is protected in his daily exploits in, in the forest. No? So Nushrim is worshipped in Golag Vrindavan. And Nushing is also worshipped. In Golok Navadu, in Srivasangam, which is the headquarters, if you will, of the whole Gorlila, even in Nitya Navadu. He's being worshipped by Srivas Pandit there mm-hmm. for the protection, as he's worshipping Braj for the protection of Krishna, he's worshipping Navadu for the protection of Namsankirtan, basically. And Namsankirtan is Krishna, because Nam, Sankirtan includes Nam, and Nam, Abhinatvam, Nam, and Nam and Nam, you know. So between the name and the name, there is no difference. So in Navadu they are praying to the Hadev, protection of Sankirtan movement, which by extension means protection of Krishna in the form of his name, in the form of congregational chanting. So both Golok vrindavan and Golog Navadu Krishna is being the object of the prayers. Narasimhadev.
1: Hmm?
0: Also, we may connect Narasimhadev's role in the context of gaur Lila of Raga Bhakti. Sorry, to this to this Shrimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? For us, the Bhagavad is basically the, as Kumaras will say, the hub around which all sacred texts revolve, and and the main source of inspiration for all the Raga Bhakti grantas that came out of this hmm, Srimad Bhagavatam. So we have the famous commentator of Srimad Bhagavatam, Sridhar Swami, mm-hmm. so revered by Mahaprabhu himself. And the Issa Devata of Sridhar Swami was Nishimha Do you know that? No? Yeah. So this is a famous story. I will tell it shortly. You may have known it. But. Where Sridhar Swami presents his Bhagavad commentary. And as you know, he has some... Ideas connected to Advaita Vedanta, they're trying to act as a, how do you say, like a hook, like a bait to catch the followers of Shankar, but in between giving very interesting thoracic explanations of the Bhagavad. So it was kind of uh, unorthodox commentary for the time. In Varanasi, in, in was this. So all the followers of Mahadev and Shankar, as well as Shankaracharya, were, were doubting about the how the bona fideness, I mean, maybe it doesn't exist as word, but you follow the idea, (laughs) the bona fideness of the commentary. So they put Sridhar Swami's commentary in front of the deity of Mahadev, Shiva, Mm. to see what happened. Something has to happen. If it's bona fide, something has to happen, and if it's not bona fide, I don't know, the book has to explode or something. (laughs) But something has to happen. So something happened for sure. So they left the book all night and the next day they went there and one verse was there. Self-manifest. There is one verse and there are two versions of this same verse but this one's the ones that appeared there. So it means Mahadeva was speaking I know the Bhagavad Sukhobeti Sukha knows Dev Goswami knows the meaning of the Bhagavad famous line. <laughs> Vyasa may know, he may not know. He may be aware of what was flowing through him at that moment, or he may not be aware. I mean, He may be just being puppeted, if you will, by Krishna's swarup shakti, and he may not be aware of whatever. I mean, that may happen sometimes. Or you may give a lecture and someone say, Oh, that was so nice, that thing that you said. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> what? I didn't say that. Show me the recording. <laughs> you realize it's, it's not me. Or
1: hmm?
0: well, sometimes I'm giving a lecture and some idea comes to say, oh, that was a, a cool concept. <laughs> but immediately I realize it was not me. I mean, it was not me. I'm just witnessing someone else's lecture, if you will. That's the weird thing. It seems I'm here, the one with the tall chair and the big stuff here. <laughs> all this paraphernalia, <laughs> no? this Aishwarya-like paraphernalia. So, But I'm also here in the lecture. I mean, I'm with you there, actually. We are not all witnessing. So. <laughs> Countryside paraphernalia. So, so the verse continues saying, Shiva <clears throat> knows, Sukadev knows, Vyasa may know, may not know. Sridharam Sarbhavati Narasimha Prasidha. But Sridhar Swami, Sarbhavati, he knows it all. From tip to toe the Bhagavat, Narasimha Prasidatam. By the mercy, by the blessings of Narasimha Dev, he's a real knower of the Bhagavata. So something happened that day and, and his commentary became so much, so much embraced by Mahaprabhu himself. So, our Guru, my Guru Maharaj used to tell that when he went to, to Jaipur, there is the deity of one deity of Jiva Goswami, the, the Radha Damodar deity that Jiva Goswami used to worship in Vrindavan. As you know, most of them were moved to Jaipur. And there is one Narasimha deity there also, along with the Radha Damodar deity. And he, when he went there to Jaipur, he prayed to, to both Radha Damodar and Narasimha. please bless me so I may understand Srimad Bhagavatam. And we know the prayer fruit. <laughs> we are a consequence of that. We are the, a byproduct of of those prayers. A disciple is a byproduct of his guru's prayers. <laughs> we should feel like that. <laughs> Whatever good comes out of me, that's a result of my my guardian's eyes, vigilant eyes on me, and their well-wishing and prayers. So, so we see, you know, he's so crucial even in the context of learning the mm. which is so central to our Raga Mark, as Bhaktisiddhanta Siddhanta could put on his logo on the Gaudiya mat, the Raga Mark side was reserved from the Bhagavat. The other side was more connected to mm. what we may call Ajataruchi Raganuga Bhakti, sometimes they call it Vaidhi Bhakti, there were Pancharatra and other scriptures, but Raga Mark, mm. that's, that's That's the whole thing. And interestingly, similarly, than than how it was made in, in, in Gaur Lila, Srila Prabhupada Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, he also instructed his followers to try to worship Nishim Hadev, sing to him for the protection of the Sankirtan movement, like following into the footsteps of Srivas Pandit in, in, in Gaur Lila, worshipping Nishim Hadev at home. Hmm. Because again, he said let's worship Nishrihadeb to protect sankirtan movement. It means, let's worship Nishri Hadev for the protection of the Ragamar. Because Sankirta movement is Ragamar. Mm-hmm. Sila so, Prabhupada will call his society <laughs> Krishna Consciousness Movement. No? So it's Krishna consciousness as you know means who is the most Krishna I mean Krishna consciousness is the name of Mahaprabhu, Krishna Chaitanya's Guru Maj will say but also it's the name of Radha, because she's the one who is Krishna conscious. I mean, if there is someone who is Krishna conscious, it is she. <laughs> so we could say Krishna consciousness means Radha, hmm. basically, Sri Radha. So, that's Ragamark for sure. <laughs> so how how is involved there, again. Hmm. And, and also, something interesting, one Srila Prabhupada says he said that the inspiration for naming his society Krishna Consciousness Movement came from this famous verse from Rupa Goswami's Vadyavali, which also is quoted in chaitanya Charitamrita Krishna Bhakti-rasa <speaking> bhavitamati <in> yatam kriyatam yadikuto tatra <the> laulam <language> api kalam molyam janmakoti sukṛtayar so This is a very famous verse. Roy also quotes that in the Ramananda Sambad. For those who are studying Ramananda Sambad, he says, <laughs> when Mahaprabhu asked him, Speak to me about Prem Bhakti in the context of raganuga Bhakti. So, Ramananda Sam, Roy quotes this verse, which speaks about Krishna Bhakti Rasa Bhavitamati to have your intelligence totally drenched and saturated in Krishna Bhakti Rasa. So, interestingly, Srila Prabhupada say My movement, the name of my movement points to that verse. So it's, it's tricky because sometimes we can get accustomed to use these terms like Krishna Consciousness or Krishna conscious, but it all converges into that Sloka <laughs> which speaks about Raga Bhakti because it's Tatra Laulam Api kalom, The only price to pay for being a car- caring member of a Raga Mark Santrata is Laulam. Mm-hmm. The more the Laulam, the more Raga Bhakti you are. Laulam means greed, mm-hmm. Longing and and it's a big challenge to develop greed and longing. Because the ideal is so high and, and we may be attracted to that but also and we will speak about that. But at the same time we may feel I do not deserve that Wait. for sure.
1: Sorry. Yeah. yeah.
0: <clears throat> But this paradoxical thing finds its place. Mm-hmm. Rupen, Sanat, and Sanatan Goswami, when they met Mahaprabhu, they say, Apana, yogya, diki, manu, paukshuba, tata pitumara guna, upojayeluba.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They say, Although we are totally wretch, wretched, you say, wretched mm-hmm. and fallen, even though we, are, we still feel attracted towards your attributes. On one side, we feel We are totally fallen, undeserved, but at the same time you are so attractive. We cannot but walk in that direction. So we should learn how to navigate with these two waters. So, So, (laughs) So, Tatra Laumliam Apika Laumliam. So Prabhupada said, this is again, try to connect all these points. Raga Marga is about this verse. It's about lauliam, it's about Lova. And Nishrim Hadev is there to protect our project, our Raga Marga project. So how? In which in which precise way we could like consider stream Hadev like a deity, the protector of our Raga Marga project? How how does it take form? So a very nice way this is presented is in Bhakti Not five prayers to stream Hadev in his um Navadu Bhavataranga. So we will be studying I don't know how many days. I was thinking maybe in these three days days but maybe it may take more. So I don't know. It's not in my control and <laughs> that's idealist. least. So what's this Navadip Bhavataranga? The very name is really like
1: you
0: know, Raga Marga like. <laughs> So, Navadip Bhavataranga, we will find Bhaktivinoda Thakur. I mean, we are being taken in Parikram by the hand of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Try to imagine, go to Parikram in and who will lead the Parikram? Thakur Bhaktivinoda. Uh-huh. <laughs> that will be, you have to fasten your seatbelt, basically. <laughs> no? I mean, you will be. he will be start to speak and to point about things that you may not be seeing with your eyes, basically. That's the, the whole Navadip Bhavataranga. He's... Taking us in parikram along the land of Mahapuru, but but in the spirit of being a full uh, member of that land, being a, an inhabitant of that realm, and seeing what we cannot see with these eyes. I mean, when we went, when we go to the dam, we have to remember there's such such an invisible reality waiting for us there once, as one one devotee told me, like, that's why the monkeys are stealing all the glass in Vrindavan, because they want to teach this lesson. Prematuran, Premantar, You can only see Vrindavan with... <laughs> so, so Navadvip, Bhava, Taranga, interestingly, the name of the book is, the, the waves, Navadweep means Navadweep, Pava, and Taranga, Taranga means waves, <laughs> like Taranga, Rangini, or whatever. So Taranga means like the ecstatic waves of Sri dance Dam, basically. Like, you are not walking there, but you are being carried by a again, tidal wave. Mm-hmm. So Bhakti Thakur is is one of those particular waves so we, we, we have to enter. Each member of the Parampara is one of those particular waves so we have to be to enter there and accept being carried by the wave, try not to swim against the current basically. <laughs> Parampara is a whole current, a descending current, our pante. So we just have to let ourselves be carried by the descending current. No 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 try to swim in an ascending way, no, basically. <laughs> no? I want to go out by myself and deserve whatever is totally Impossible to deserve it, anything. So, so this idea, with, with, when we speak about waves, it's not just an analogy. It can be an analogy, but it's not just an analogy. Uh, waves means liquid, and liquid means flow, and flow is some particular direction. And if we speak, if we connect flow with something divine, it comes from up to down. So it's a descending current, descending flow. And if we are to enter there, I mean. Again, we cannot go against the flow, so just let yourself be carried by them. So back to the nottag, in this Navadip, Bhavataranga will be swimming deeply, in the, taking the, 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 the deepest jewels of the ocean of Baba in Navadip, inviting us not to remain swimming in the, in the surface of the river. in the surface you will only find salty water and some plastic bags that people will throw. <laughs> <But> <laughs> the jewels are right in, in, in the bottom of that. So, in this now Bhavataranga Taranga Bhakti is going to the main places of Parikram in navadvip but also showing places and people that you cannot see with these eyes, basically. He's having constantly different spurtis, different revelations. Uh, through the means of his, what we call bhava-netra or prem-netra, the act of of emotion, the act of love. That's the the entrance to the Dhamma, basically. Mm-hmm. To the point that he reveals his own bhakti Swarup there. That's one of the many, few instances that he shows his identity, eternal identity as Kamala Manjari. So that's a very... Mm. Powerful waves, you can imagine. It has the potential of showing yourself, eventually, who you are, <laughs> by the grace, by the embrace of Bhakti Shakti. Mm. So the idea is to share some words on these prayers. Our Guru Maharaj uses to to invoke those prayers sometimes and to mention about the significance of them and how we as Gaudis are to, like to tame, no, how to our how this. Well, to distill our approach to, to Nesimha Dip. And again, Subal Prabhu invited me to to speak about that, so trying to honor the, the request of the Vaishnavs. Recently we have Nersimha Chatur Desi, recent, relatively recent. So we can carry on with the waves. So there are five verses. We have a Pancha, pancha Shloki here. We have Chatur Shloki sometimes. here is Pancha Shloki. So we'll begin today with the first one. Uh, some introduction was necessary sorry for the extension and some words regarding the first one mm-hmm. the first verse will be kind of a summary of the remaining four verses so let me read the Bengali <clears throat> and then we will try to unpack some of the implications of these words adirupa <sighs> um, Puti nati satya sadarai hridaya satya-sādharāya krishna vasana Nishrim ha-charāne-māra-eitokā-māna Śrī Thakur Bhakti says, <clears throat> Within my sinful heart <clears throat> Do not take it personal, please. Within my sinful heart, I mean, we are to take it personal. I'm joking. <laughs> the six enemies, headed by lust, perpetually reside, as well as duplicity, the desire for fame, plus sheer cunning. At the lotus feet of Sri Krishna, I hope that He may mercifully purify my heart and give me the exclusive desire to serve Sri Krishna. So this is the first verse. Which again kind of gives, summarizes the very gist of in which mode approach Nestrim there, which, which prayer, in the context of which ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. So here, back to Notagur said, Edusta Hridae Kama Adi ripuchaye." That's the first line. So Edusta, Adusta means like wicked. Wicked, you say it in English? Edusta Ridae. E, in this wicked heart, you say, Edusta Ridae. Kama Adi, Adi means and so on, etc. There is Kama, Ripu Chai, Chai means six. There is the six Ripu, Ripu means enemies. The six enemies, starting with Kama and following, Kama, Krodlo, Mad, Mohamad Sarah. they have made their nest. niche. you say in English, niche. Mm-hmm. In my heart. Kutin- and on top of that, if that's not enough, Kutinati... Pratistasa, (laughs) satya sadarai, also. So, kutinati means, like, hypocrisy, basically. Hmm. Pratistasa means to have asa, or to have longing for pratista. (laughs) You can long also for pratista, Hmm. And not by by Vaisnaver pratistha, that the coronistas Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta will say, We, we, we need to have some pratishtha, but pratista means positioning. So, to locate ourselves in some abhiman, in some sense of being. I am, yeah, Vaishna. That that's my my sense of being. But pratishtha here means, of course, something else. Satya, with H in between, not satya like truthfulness, but satya with H in between means deceit. So, just one letter makes the whole thing the opposite. So, sadarai. Sada always right, recite. All of them are also reciting them constantly. is Sodana Ara Krishna Rabasan. So is Sudan. So now comes a petition to Nashim Hadev. Krishna <S��isk> <S��isk> is Sodan. Sudan means purify my heart, Hridaya. Ara Krishna <S��isk> Rabasan. And Ara Krishna Rabasan. Give me Krishna Bas Basana. Basana will be like some scar if you will. Bhakti samskar, Krishna samskar. In other words, all these kama, Krodha, lob, prati are all samskar deeply embedded samskar for all these directions. So now please give me these samskars, bhakti samskar, krishna samskar, krishna vāsana. Hmm. <coughs> that hurts. Nisrimha Charani Mora Eightokama. <laughs> So, where I will pray this? Nirshim Charane, at the feet of Sri Narahari. Hmm? Mora ito Kaman. Kaman means prayer. So, this is more of my prayer to, to the feet of Sri Nirshim hmm? <clears throat> So, let's try to say something about that. <clears throat> So to begin with, well, as you can see, Bhakti is lamenting. We have many prayers of Bhakti Uh really lamenting, I mean, he's not just making a show here like, okay, I will write this poetry so this, like, neophyte practitioners can read and become identified and try to, no, I mean, he's crying more than us from saying these things, basically. <laughs> So it's a, long, a lot in the spirit of second verse of six also like, on one side of the scale bahuda and so on so many things are on one side of the scale so much mercy so many names all shaktis there all mercies there totally undeserved mercy I mean this is like embarrassing how much and un- how undeserved that is <laughs> in one sense but. It's so generous, so charming, so loving. I cannot but say that, yes, to that. But, my lack of fortune is such that despite the situation is so, I mean, extremely, <laughs> how to say that? I mean, it's scandalous. Scandalous in the sense that I did nothing to deserve this, nothing. I did all the things to deserve the opposite. And that's why mercy came to my life, basically. That's that's the logic of mercy. The less you deserved, the more you need it, basically. <laughs> so, that's how mercy will come to your life. Be careful of not trying to ask for justice in the realm of mercy, you know? Like, the, the, mo- the most, I don't know, chaste followers of Jagayamadai may be totally wicked person, and you may ask why they are receiving such mercy and they say well, that's how it works if, if, if it becomes something justified it's justice, justified justice karma, no more mercy there <laughs> mm. So Bhakti Thakur is trying really to, to teach us here honesty, integrity and sincere acknowledgement of of where we are to begin with I mean we, where we want to be that's important, as I said, we spoke in the other day, it's like the GPS, you have GPS, I don't have GPS, I don't have even cell phone, but <laughs> there's something called GPS, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean Guru parampara system, that's something else. It can be, <laughs> that's a type of GPS, Guru parampara GPS. But with GPS you need to, to, put, to, to, in, to put where I want to go, but also you have to point where we are. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the system will say, okay, this is the path, and it will take this time, and it's an accident here be careful there jump over there policeman there be careful <laughs> whatever so so we need to know where we want to go to have a clear fixed conceptual orientation of the ultimate goal but also we need to i mean in the two direction we need to do full acknowledgement it's not enough just to know i want to love krishna Vrindavan and i am a conditioned soul already know who I am and where I want to go. I mean, that's a really abstract thing. It's as, as, as abstract as if I ask you what's the goal of life and you tell me love for Krishna. And I will tell you, that's okay, I, nice that you say that, <laughs> but that's still totally abstract. Love for God, let's say you tell me love for As I told you the other day, and I'd say, which God? I mean, which form of God? Ram, Nishrinka, Narayan whatever, Javi, whatever, no, Krishna, no. so which Krishna, Braj Krishna, Matura Krishna, dwarka no, Braj Krishna, which Braj Krishna, which particular rasa, which division of that particular rasa, under the guidance of whom, in that particular, in which particular group of that particular, <laughs> so we need eventually to get into the specifics to get to that form, and in the same way that we need to go into that extreme level of, specificity and not only in theory but in internal acquaintance we need to get inter- extremely detailed acquaintance of where we are now because as much as we really understand where we are now the more we will appreciate how extreme is the mercy that is still knocking on our door the more you realize how fallen we are you are we have an idea of how fallen we are but we don't have the full picture the more we increase that idea the more the meaning of mercy will make sense for us, full sense in our life because again, mercy means I don't care if you deserve that or not I just you need it and I need to give it to you so something like that so, means that. And is very nice but sometimes we we go too fast to the to the through the eight verses we, we, we should learn to get as we were speaking today with Maha Mantra we were all speaking about Ramananda Sambad was yeah and, and we were saying and she was telling me I'm reading Ramananda Sambad and and I'm going quite slow so and I say and I the idea came okay but you are you got you got stuck in Ramananda Sambad not a bad place. I mean, I, that's <laughs> eternal port. I want to get stuck there for eternity. Actually, so it's not about finishing the book. It's about getting stuck in a particular portal in that book and remain there forever, <laughs> trapped in those pages. As our gurus will say, there's one blank page in the book that is set for you, and you have to fill that page with your own testimony. So it's not about finishing the book and continue with the next one, but it's about finding the blank page and. <laughs> Are this sneaking into that, entering into that. <laughs> so, when we read Sikshasta, we say, OK, let's go quickly. Chetu no, no, stop there. Chetu marginal. That's a good stop point. <laughs> Put pause there. And take all the necessary lifetimes to embrace that very first line, which is the first glory of Sri Nam Sankirtan. There are seven glories. Prabhupada Bhagavad compared them to seven tongues of person in the fire. So we are speaking about the fire of Sankirtan. So it's the first glory. Means cleaning the dust of your chitta, which may not seem too glorious, <laughs> but our teachers say that's one glory. That's glorious. Even though, even if it doesn't feel glorious to you subjectively, <laughs> to take the broom and ma- make yourself a mess full of dust, but Mahaprabhu says that's that's one glory, and only that glory will allow you to go to all the other glories. You you don't speak about. Uh, whatever Pratipadam, Purnam britas swadanam or all this stuff cheto Arjanam. What are the implications of that? What's chitta? No? Cheto chitta. Chitta means in, in what nowadays we will call the sub subconscious basically. Sometimes it's difficult to understand what's the chitta, but actually that's the chitta, like the storehouse of some scars basically. So that's a scary place to go. <laughs> like sometimes in your house you have a storehouse and uh, after some years if you are not keeping it in order and cleaning that becomes a scary place to go I mean you don't know if you want to open there may be a whole new community there of people or what know who knows what happened it's a vortex you have vortex you open the door so (laughs) so if your family member is not appearing after some hours you go to the you call storehouse whatever Shed. shed okay so the chitta is like that and generally we are not too often accustomed to go there visit there clean there put everything in order but everything gets more and more thickened there and condensed there and, and you are not aware that's going on so so chitta darpana marjanam so basically that means to put it in, in contemporary terms chitta darpana marjanam is embrace your subconscious I mean we can say clean the mirror of your mind but the practical implication, if I tell you embrace your subconscious, that may give a a clearer picture of that, maybe a more scary picture as well but it's clearer, (laughs) it's more real. Try to go to those like unknown mysterious corners of your inner world that for some reason or another you don't want to to research And and, and allow Srinam to, to take those things that are in the subconscious to the conscious platform. Of course, Srinam will clean so many things in the subconscious, even without us being aware of that, but also will take some of that into the front line, you say, And our part is to be willing to rec- to accept that, I mean, when the, to be willing to, to recognize, to make proper acknowledgement of the, of the land, if you will, of the unknown land, if you will. <laughs> So that's the first glory of sri. Mm-hmm. all of you are serious now. When I'm speaking this point right? so, because it's a serious issue. I mean. And that's said that. like the implication is, if you are not willing to to work with your inner m- mechanics and dynamics, do not expect all the other glories of, of the practice. Because you have to do your part. You have to have your own integri- integrity as a sadhaka. Mm-hmm. So. Bhakti Thakur is expressing himself in this way, by lamenting and so on. But also we can ask, but Bhakti but Thakur I mean, how Bhakti Thakur is saying that? He's saying, I'm full of lust, full of anger, full of... And after some pages in the same book, he's saying, I'm Kamala Manjari. <laughs> so that's interesting. <laughs> of course, in one sense we could say, you will have to go through those stages also. At one point you... If you want to recognize, I'm whoever manjari, whoever saka, whoever, whatever, first you have to recognize, I'm full of, of all. I'm full of foolishness. <laughs> I'm full of myself. I'm fooling myself. Whatever. <laughs> so I, once I thought, well, why, why is Vakti is saying that? I'm full of lust. I mean, he's not full of lust at all. He's full of another type of calm. Kamanuga bhakti. <laughs> But I was f- thinking, well, but when you reach, I was remembering the words of Sela Maharaj, he said, when you reach the infinite, you will realize that there is no limit to making progress. And that's overwhelming. He will ask his students, are you ready for that? Are you ready to enter into the infinite when you will realize there is no limit for progress? In some, in some way, I'm, I'm nowhere at every moment. <laughs> Because there's always scope for m- more progress, and no matter how much progress you made, there's so much more in front of you, and that's for eternity. It's not that okay. I will accept that for a month. I will determine myself, and after that, give me a good vacation, send me to Bajkunta or somewhere else, and some Santa Rasa for some Santa Rasa vacation for two months, <laughs> and then I go back to ragamark, ragamark dynamics. No, 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 <laughs> ongoing continuous, so so the point is, for someone who has prem, and you may be a siddha and you have prem and whatever, but there's so much prem you can have so comparing how much prem you can have with the prem you have, maybe your subjective conclusion will be, I'm full of lust Mm. (laughs) subjectively speaking, you will feel like because you you are seeing your prospect you are seeing the potential the horizon of all that is waiting for you in this eternal reality that even though you have Prem <laughs> for us it will be overwhelming to even have a drop of Prem. you may be full of pram but it, you can be that much more full of pram that maybe subjectively you say i'm full of all these anartas." <laughs> in, in, in that particular mood that expression may come so interestingly these this kama kruda. Lova, Mother, Mohamatsarya, like lust, anger, greed, illusion, pride, envy. They are called <clears throat> Papa. So pa- Papa means uh, in English, because at least, I don't know, Tamal Krishna at least speaks some Spanish. Mm-hmm. So Papa means potato in Spanish. But for us, Papa means... Sin, <laughs> not translated in English, so <laughs> uh, so it's interesting because we in the Bhakti Mark are not so much careful, if you will, about sin as we are with Aparath. Because we know that Bhakti is so powerful, of course we are not using that as an excuse to engage in sin, because that becomes Aparath in itself, as you know. But also all these sinful tendencies are very delicate. Because why, if you apply lust, anger, envy, in your relationship with the Vaishnav, that's no longer papa, that's aparad. That's, I mean, if you think what's aparad about, it's basically taking sin and applying that in the context of your of your relation with the Vaishnav. You follow my point, and that's why I don't know swami in the Manusikhs, and so on. They are saying us be careful with these sins, because they can turn into Aparath if you express themselves in the context of the sort Shakti. So that's why we, that's our emphasis in that sense, no? and that's why also Bhakti nottaku remember, he's speaking like here in the context of raga Bhakti. So in one sense again, raga Bhakti is not so much concerned about sin, but if sin is expressed in the context of Bhakti, that's Aparath, and that's another. As we say, as sins of the flesh, sins of the soul, we have. Papa and Aparat. So, in this way, Narsimha Dev, he's being connected here to all these functions of what we may call Panchanga Bhakti. Sadhu Sangha, Namakirtan, Bhagavatravan, Matura, Bhashri, Murtir, He's protecting us in our Sadhu Sangha from these sins that may turn into Aparat. He's protecting us in our chanting of Srinam, as we say, he's the protector of Namas and Kirtan. He is protecting us in our approach to the Bhagavatam, as Sridhar Swami showed, and so on. All these main limbs of Raga Bhakti, we could approach Narasimha Devines in a way that he is playing a role in protecting us in the proper approach to all of them. And of course an extension of all these enemies that Bhaktivinoda Thakur mentions here, that we may also term there of course as anarthas, or, or false values, Basically anartha means that, like false sense of richness, if you will. Arta means wealth. So anartha means you think there is wealth there and there's not. And you develop all the hopes related to that. Like if you find a one hundred dollar bill on the floor, immediately like shoo. Asa, this word, hope. Oh such a prospect you already before taking the bill from the floor you already know what you will do with that you already in your mind see yourself enjoying whatever object you will buy with that basically something like that but it was if it's a how say in english counterfeit counterfeit so you go to the shop and you can imagine that when you are in the shop you're almost like on fire with all the expectation you have what you will do and they say Oh, this is counterfeit. You call the, they call the police and five minutes after you are behind the, in, in the jail. So in one minute, you are like in doing whatever, enjoying a sedeva, and suddenly you are behind the bars. <laughs> so that's how it works with an arta. No? Misplaced values. You, you put your sense of wealth in the wrong direction, you invest yourself in that, and suddenly <laughs> you feel yourself more trapped, if you will, some type of bars. And we you know, No Tagur made a very interesting... Uh, description of all the different asuras that Krishna killed, representing different anarthas. I mean, we won't go into detail with that. That will take us some time. It's worth worth doing that, but it's not the moment here. But the point is that all these things, as we know, and and he described the different asuras in such a way that what they represent somehow has to do with like a gradual and progressive approach to higher and higher ideals represented in, the, in this krishna lila And interestingly, the very first of those demons, to give an example, as an extension of these enemies, who was the first, the very first demoness? Okay, Putana. So Putana represented what, according to the Thakur? False guru. Yeah. So what's false guru? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I would say that's half of the equation. False guru is there is some cheater outside. But again, this can be subtly promoting victim consciousness. So we don't want that. <laughs> so let's take the other side, the other half of the equation. False guru means there is bona fide guru, but there is cheating disciple. <laughs> so if me as a disciple, I'm not sincere, I will experience false guru because if uh, uh, not because the guru is false but because I'm false as a disciple so I will just get false guru even though the guru is real but as much as there is real disciple there will be real guru as our Guru Maharaj teaches you cannot have a disciple if there is no guru you cannot have a guru if there is no disciple but you can take that also into shades of gray Gray. the more bona fide the disciple the more bona fide he will be able to perceive the Guru is. The Guru may be 108 bona fide, but if I'm just an hypocrite, I won't be able to grasp that bona fideness. Do you follow my point? So, again, going back to, to us, you know, proportionately how much we are there, mm-hmm. ready to give our part, to pay our price as disciples, Guru Tatva will manifest in front of us, mm-hmm. basically. And as much as we are not willing to do so, there won't be Guru. There won't be Guru. If there is no disciple, the function of Sri Guru is not manifesting. That's the idea. And vice versa. So again, all this has to do with with our roles as what's expected from us in in the Raga Mark. Because again, in in, in the name of the nobility and, and, and highest reach and integrity of our ideal, we can really start to become lazy. In, in the greatness of our ideal if you will no? I belong to such a high developed refined theistic conception called Gaudiya Sampradaya and not other tradition is developing the conception of the, the divine and it's blah, blah, blah. okay but are you up to that notion <laughs> or you are just like trying to cover up for your part with no this is so great the Mahaprabhu is so merciful and yes yeah, nice that you are praising all that but something is Way expected from us as well. <clears throat> so, in the name of the Heidegger's ideal, we may be promoting a, 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 con- a considerable amount of whatever hypocrisy or laziness. <inaudible> Try to reconsider the ultimate conclusions of our tradition. And he said, <inaudible> Please do not be lazy. <laughs> They say, "Yeah, we have very high truths, but you can be lazy in connection to them, and you can you can just rest assured. Oh my Guru is so great, Mahaprabhu is so merciful, and the Bhagavatam is so deep. Yes, but what are you doing in relation to that? Because if not, it's just you are rendering lip service. Also, it's lip, lip deep. No, it's not hard deep. So sometimes, once one they would say that, I like that idea, like." To practice a spiritual life can become the best excuse for not practicing spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Because I practice spiritual life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just take shelter into the concept <laughs> to hide yourself <laughs> and do exactly all the things that you shouldn't be doing in the name of what you say you're doing. So sometimes to practice spiritual life can become the perfect excuse not to practice spiritual life so we should be careful because it can become we may not have the intention of engaging in that but gradually, gradually we may like enter into that comfort zone and we practice spiritual life and and we know how to conduct in a I don't know, in the bureaucracy or the like I see the devotees, Jai Banchakal, Jai Maharaj here have the donation and whatever, I put my head in this direction, and I say it like this, and I'm doing my stuff. But Raghavakti has nothing to do with that. Raghavakti means your heart is... <laughs> At least you want your heart to burn with a particular hope and a particular s- service attitude mm-hmm. by perceiving the necessity of service that is in the higher realms basically. Mm-hmm. At least the hope. Prabhupada Nanda Saraswati says that in Radharasa Sudaniti." very nicely says if I cannot attain this topmost, ultimate goal of my life that I want to attain, at least allow me to die with that hope. If I can die with that hope, that's more than enough. I mean, that's so much, that's so much. Because the ideal is so big, my point is, that I cannot, I mean, if I, if I just say, I want to attain that ideal right now, most probably means you are not fully grasping the depth of the ideal. <laughs> when you start to say to really say things like, if I could just die with the hope for such ideal, it means you are starting to to understand what's the ideal about. Like this famous story I think I told you already 107 times, so let's go for the 108 now. Chaitanya Bhagavat, Mukunda being chastised by Mahaprabhu. You know that one? But we have we are to relish that for eternity, so we have to repeat Kirtaniya Slah. So he's chastised by Mahaprabhu, and Mahaprabhu chastises. What's the chastisement Mahaprabhu gives? The worst possible thing. You cannot have my darshan any longer. I mean, Mukunda was accustomed to to drinking the beauty of Mahaprabhu every single day. So we don't know what does it mean. I mean, we don't know what does it mean to not see Krishna unless we see until we see Krishna. <laughs> you, you I mean, try to think what must it be it mean to see Mahaprabhu. And on top of that, try to imagine what must it mean to stop seeing Mahaprabhu after having seen him. (laughs) What else is there to be seen, basically? The purpose of their eyes are are gone, it's gone, basically. So the point is that Mukunda is about to die, basically. And Mahaprabhu has some purpose in that chastisement, as you know. And the devotees are dying along with Mukunda, basically. Because they are seeing Mukunda dying in separation and the nature, the empathic nature of a is, they are dying with him, basically. <laughs> so they are going to visit him daily and one day Mukunda says, please can you ask our Prabhu something? Only one thing. The only thing I care for. I only want to know one single thing in my life. And even with the answer, the reply to that question, I can die quietly, I have no problem, but I need to know this one thing. So I say, yeah, what? Please ask him when I will be have when I will have his darshan again. Hmm? So, they went to Mahaprabhu, <laughs> um, and Mahaprabhu saw them and said, "So where are you coming from? Why are we went to visit Mukunda? What does he want?" Hmm. Externally, he showed like he was angry with Mukunda. said, so he would like to know when you will give his darshan again. Say in a million lifetimes. So you can imagine a million lifetimes (laughs) that's a long time at least from some perspective (laughs) at least from some perspective (laughs) so the devotees were concerned because they were thinking okay I mean how will we tell I mean who will kill Mukunda now (laughs) basically (laughs) because they were like passing the you you kill him you kill him because whoever will they were thinking whoever will reply give such a reply to Mukunda he will die immediately. One million lifetimes. I mean, that's too much waiting. We hear the subjective experience in separation from Bhagavan, and how one's milli-microsecond feels like a yuga. So, what to speak about objectively? One million lifetimes. <laughs> Subjectively, they will be experienced. I cannot even tell the number. You put many zeros there. <laughs> but, at this, but Mukunda was waiting. So, at one point, they returned, and they Mukunda said, "So, is there any a reply?" "Yes." So eventually someone had the courage to open their mouth and say, he said that in one million lifetimes you will see him again. Hmm. So everyone was expecting the worst at that moment. Like preparing everything for the Samadhi ceremony of of Mukunda. (laughs) But Mukunda starts to dance and to leap in the air and jump and roll in the ground and cry. And all the symptoms of the topmost... Uh, the, the the greatest news you could ever receive in your life he was expressing the symptoms of that type of news so the devotees were starting to doubt maybe he heard improperly maybe he had some problem with the hearing and he thought that we say I don't know one million microseconds which may equate to one hour or something <laughs> so they repeated to him like almost shouting into his ear no no one million lifetimes one million lifetimes <laughs> But Mukunda kept dancing and rolling even more. The more he heard one million lifetimes, the more ecstatic he became. At that point, he was already being told like three million lifetimes already. And he was like dancing like, like mad. So they were, the devotees were totally overwhelmed. And they asked, why? Why? Why are you celebrating such a tragedy? I say, at least I know that I will see him again. I, I have that, that hope. It's there. I mean, I, I'm, it's not a hope even. It's confirmed. He himself said, you will have my darshan again. What's one million lifetimes? Mm-hmm. To wait one million life to have the darshan of Mahaprabhu? I mean, I'm embarrassed to, to pay such a low price. Mm-hmm. Basically, that was the intention of his work. I'm embarrassed that I have to just pay such a low, low price. One million lifetimes. That, that's a real expression of the ones who love. When Krishna... Witness the love of Sri Rada and the Gopis in in, in Rasa Lila in the Bhagavad. After he reappears, as you know, the famous verse that is the birth of Mahaprabhu in the Bhagavatam. So, so, so Krishna is saying, not he he's saying, I cannot repay my debt of my debt of love to you, but actually he's even saying, I cannot even know how much do I owe you. I cannot even start to conceive the, the the dimension of the debt. So what to speak of paying that? I mean, in order to pay a debt, you first have to know how much you have to pay. By <laughs> like Christian saying there to go, I don't even have a clue how much do I have to pay. So what to speak about paying that? I mean, I'm just trying to, to with a calculator try to make numbers, and it's it's impossible to me to conceive how much. So. <laughs> That, that's the, the real spirit in love. So as you know, of course, after Mukunda said what he said, Mahaprabhu was really waiting for his reaction and the devotee said, Mukunda reacted in this and this way. Mahaprabhu said, bring him immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: The million lifetimes have already passed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember, Mahaprabhu is Krishna. Krishna is time himself. So he mm-hmm. can make one million lifetimes pass in, in a moment. <laughs> But we have to be willing to wait those that million lives. That's the point. When we really are willing to wait that, he will do, he will say bring him immediately. <laughs> so we cannot cheat time, if you will. <laughs> it's Krishna's. <himself. laughs> so in the same way, you no, know, some words today we were to to share also in connection again with Nursim Hadev. And, and Rāgābhakti, again, if you still are asking why, what has Śrīmā Dev to do with, with Rāgābhakti, mm-hmm. also something we mention, and with this I'm finishing, we began saying that Rāgābhakti Bra- ba- is Vrajalokanushātara, Anushārata, sorry. And the beginning of that verse is seva sadaka rupena Siddha-rupena-chatrahi. So the very first words of the verse, seva sadaka rupena so we have a Sadhaka Deha, Sadhaka Rupa given by Sri Guru. And as what well Guru Maharaj says, if you want to see the Deha, first you have to know what to do with your Sadhaka Deha. Do not ask your Gurudev, Gurudev, give me a Siddha Deha and he will tell you, I gave you a Sadhaka Deha, is that not enough? Don't, don't you like it? You don't do <laughs> so, <clears throat> so Sadhaka Deha also implies dealing with what Archana City will call the messiness of the sadaka. <laughs> And the beauty, the messiness and the beauty of this. <laughs> and that implies to live with our human relativity and our emotional sides and our psycho-physiological chapters and the subconscious, all this messy stuff, all the, how do you call it, the storehouse? Mm-hmm. The shed, the shed. Oh, the the shed the store there, food. the Chetodarpana Marjana, all that has to do with knowing what to do with our Sada Kadeha. No? dealing with that also. Mm. So again, we were showing how Narasimha Hadevkan really helped us to deal with aligning our sadhaka-rupa, mm. maybe in the context of what sometimes we call anarthanibriti, which is important point, Srila Prabhupada Siddanta gave this lecture called from anartha to artha-prabriti, you may know it's at the end of the rupa booklet, booklet. No? So Anartha of course, is not a practice in itself. It's not that I will engage in Anartha Nibriti. I will engage in Bhajana Kriya, and Anartha will, will be a byproduct of that. But also Anartha means I engage in Bhajana Kriya with a disposition of dealing with my Anarthas. And that will invoke Anartha because if I don't want to deal with all those things, I won't go through Anartha and I won't go through Rucha Sakti Bhava Prim. But at the same time, as Prabhupada Siddhanta said, to say, an Nibriti is not the all-in-all, all. the ultimate goal is Artha the op- obtaining that which is really desirable, the ultimate service to Susir Adam, and Gulok. But Anartha has its place in the context of Artha So we will embrace an only and as much as that is helping us to advance closer and closer to Artha-Nivrithi, to the ultimate goal in Braj, in Nityanabdiv, in our Ragamark. And again, Nishrim HaDev could be defined in that sense as the very deity of that type of an artha of that approach to an artha that ultimately points to our artha So we will help us to that. And that's how Bhaktino Thakur is finishing his prayer today here, his Praying to Nishrim Hadev, do not only free me from these enemies, but give me the exclusive desire to serve Sri Krishna. So he's not just closing the prayer like free me from these enemies and kill let's kill all the demons. Sometimes the both enter into this bida rasa, distorted bida rasa. <laughs> let's pray to Nashrim Hadev and that's just like kill all the demons in this world and blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. No, I mean this world all the demons go inside your home and do your work there. Go to the, again, what, storehouse? <laughs> <laughs> and as much as you do that, that properly, with the goal in mind, there, Bhakti Nathagurus, give me exclusive desire, exclusive, ekantika mean, ekantika you know, like one pointed greed in that particular direction, and I will do everything that needs to be done for reaching there. As the Spanish says in Raghavar Machandrika. Okay, in my particular stage, I will have to follow some rules and do some stuff. Okay, I will do all of them out of greed, so I can finally obtain the object of my desire. I want to taste Rasa Gula. That's the object of my desire, he says. But for that, I got informed, you need milk. Okay. And for milk, you need a cow first. Okay. And for and for having milk for the cow, you need to do some stuff in between. <laughs> you can ask Krishna Chaitanya. <laughs> <laughs> So I will do all that so I get the object of my greed. I will have a cow, I will feed the cow, I will milk the cow, I will prepare the meal, I will cook the milk. blah, blah, blah. So I, I may have my Rasa I will follow all those rules and regulations, if you will, so I obtain the object of my desire. So in that way we may be dealing with our anarthanibriti, Nibriti only in the context of this Artha Prabriti, only in the context of this <coughs> service to pagawan. In Braj, where Bhagavan will be someone else, Bhagavan Narayan at that time will be Bhagavan. Actually, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so try to we try to let's try to develop this low power, this lowlium, this greed in Raga Bhakti. Again, let's try to make the highest possible notion of that. Let's try to develop the highest possible conception of what does it mean to have that greed and tread that path, and not the lowest cheapest possibility so we may enter it as quick as possible this is not a good thing well, let's be willing to wait whatever we need to wait <laughs> in order to properly tread the path hmm? so, some ideas we want to share today, hopefully that contributes to your Raga Marga project <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I don't know we have some minutes if there are any questions or comments whatever you may like to to share.
1: Uh, I had a, a
2: thought, a question yeah when you mentioned um, how the disciple makes the, the Guru-disciple relationship mm. and how as um, you only have that experience based on your own, um, you know, <coughs> how much you are, where you are at, um, and I wanted to, from when I was a younger child, I witnessed some of the, guru, the gurus that were maybe in my mind when you said false guru, they came to my mind. No, like, those are the false gurus, you know, but but main question is um, how a disciple can um, deal with that. Like if, if that guru was was like maybe, I don't know, things were coming up with that guru, what, what does that mean for the disciple relationship in that sense?
0: I mean, if the guru,
2: the guru was, was not following, say, like, okay, the right, okay, but the right... but the disciple had like so much. Um, but maybe they did. I, I don't know. It's very complex. Yeah,
0: and, yeah. And it's it's it pretty,
1: curious.
0: pretty specific and individual. Each case is so different, mm-hmm. no. But of course, that can happen. <laughs> 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 I I can share some testimony also. <laughs> But, of course, there are degrees of deviation, degrees, of course, ideally one should, before accepting a guru, one should know as a disciple what to expect expect from a guru to begin with. And sometimes, unfortunately, that doesn't happen. One is not properly educated or informed about the attributes of the guru and and whatever, of course, this is not just a technique. I learned some verse and I won't be cheated anymore in my life. So many things can are in between, but at least some idea that's what traditionally in, in, in Vedic culture there was some one year period of testing amongst the two of them guru, disciple, and disciple and guru. Not testing only because let's see if you are bona fide, <laughs> but just let's see if we get along each other. Because so many, th- maybe the two of them are bona fide, but just there is some different nature than maybe a relative thing, but sometimes in some cases that maybe, Hari Bhakti Bhilad, for example, say if you are Sudra, bet you have a Sudra guru. If you are Baisha mm-hmm. you have a like a way of saying, there's nature, and nature is relative, it's not the all in all, but in some cases that can, I mean, let's say you are Japanese and your guru is Bengali, and nobody speaks each one's language, and of course, if you are really a deep surrender disciple, you will just, have the inner subtitles to whatever your guru is saying in other language, but in most cases you may need some something more. There may be some language barrier. It's relative, but it may affect. So, so those things are there. But I will say that, of course, if in time you realize the guru, whatever reason, is not acting as he should, she should, uh, um, and for time, for some time, the person was doing things properly. It's not that it was. Like, just a cheating from day one, because sometimes devotees take this one like black and white notion. No, like, if, if if it happened that he made this, it means that it was a cheating from day one, or whatever. So many like extreme. He felt, I mean, a guru can be a and Bhakta. I mean, in the scripture, it doesn't say it can, it has only to be a Paramahamsa Utam Bhaga, whatever. I mean, I'm Course, that's not a problem, but you can have a guru who is not in that platform, and you can fall even from a sakti or something. So, what to speak? Below. But the point is, what to do? Because, again, of course, last thing you are expecting from a guru is that to happen, but sometimes that, those are some of the things that not most happen, but sometimes they happen. <laughs> so, you should give some time to yourself and to the guru. Narahari also says in Krishna about that's a weird thing, but. I have to do that at one point in my life also, so you have to go to this person who is not acting properly and saying, Gurudev, uh, go back on track please, this is not correct, you should be doing that, I'm saying this in your service. I mean it sounds weird, but that can happen, and that's... Of course if after some time you don't see any change from the other side, there are may recommend you can take distance from that person and take shelter in somewhere else but again i'm giving just a very general yeah. idea i mean we have to address each particular case but I, an important thing i will say is that whatever the case if something happens with that particular guru representative it doesn't mean that the whole guru tatwa is in crisis or have left you or something like this because you have the biasti and you have the samasti. So the biasti is the individual agent of the agency. So if that agent, for some reason, whatever the case, fails, still you have the whole agency. If you are sincere, because you are being put to test in that moment, also not only the failing guru is put to test. You are said disciple are put to test to see. Let's see, because now you have the perfect option, the perfect excuse to bloop. <laughs> <laughs> no? Because oh my guru did this. <laughs> or it's it's a way of like if like if your guru left this world. That's not the same thing for sure, but somehow the guru figure becomes invisible in your life. So let's see where you are as a disciple now. That was Shila Marat said to to the disciples of Prabhupada when Prabhupada left this world. Say now we will see who is a real disciple. <laughs> How much you are able to continue developing your relationship with your guru dev beyond mortality, if you will, beyond physical plane, because it's not about physical pain. At any moment, it was like it was not like that. So let's see who understood it right. <laughs> so, but uh, what I was saying, I lost my train. So the guru department is not. I mean. The, the, the Vyasti may not be there, but the Samasthi is still. Krishna is the original Guru. Mm-hmm. So as much as you sincerely want to take shelter in Krishna, Krishna is your Guru. I mean, I don't want to sound rhythmic <laughs> or something. <laughs> but for the, that particular period, you are not deprived of the shelter of the Guru Tattva. Mm-hmm. And eventually, if you are sincere, of course, he will guide you to some particular representative. No? Guru, Maharaj, or guru Maharaj gives this nice example. Maybe you know that one. It's, that's, I like that one that someone comes to your house and, and is selling... whatever... something... computers... <laughs> you didn't like that example, sorry... something more tasteful?
2: no, it's just that there's a computer... So okay.
0: to... the person is selling a computer and... and the person convinces you about buying the computer, the person comes representing one agency and comes representing Mark, so Whatever. So you sign you pay for the computer and say, Okay, but I cannot give you the computer because this is the one I'm showing in the different houses. But the computer will come tomorrow, blah blah blah. Okay. So next day, no computer. Next day no computer. So the guy cheated you, took your money and didn't act as a proper representative of the agency. Mm -hmm. So you call the agency and say, This person came, I wrote the name (laughs) (laughs) and offered me something, gave me some prospect and told me which was the price to pay, established all this parallel with the idea of Guru, of course, <laughs> and I didn't receive what I was supposed to receive, so the agency will say oh my gosh, so we have to make up for this so the next day we will they will send you the, their best seller in the whole company, mm-hmm. with not only one Mac but two Macs and some cookies and some chocolate, some extra bonus track, as they say in the music, (laughs) to make up for that situation. So in the same way, if you have some situation and some representative Guru Tato was not up to the mark, and you are sincere, and you pray to the agency, they will make the arrangement and something, some special blessing will come. So there's never a single chance or excuse to feel like discouraged or whatever for some reason that happened and for some reason many other things will happen after that (laughs) if you do your part (laughs) because at the end it's okay I have to do my part even in in the greatest calamity I'm supposed to do something and I can do so many things in that calamity and most of the things are nonsense and maybe one thing is the proper thing I have to enter into the proper it's delicate Mm So. But if we are sincere, as St. will say, sincerity is how do you say in English? Invincible, invincible. invincible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. okay, they come with with the mood of Prashad is ready. I think. <laughs> Prashad is ready. Yeah, the mood was proper. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so we can finish here, so we can continue honoring mercy from different sides, different senses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much and see you tomorrow for second verse maybe some other month.